Let's get it, Dan. Let's get it, Dan. edited version yeah all right all right i forgot i can't fade it out because you guys are part of that audio uh line all right welcome uh dan i think we're on like episode 70 something at this point it's getting up there man we're uh we're getting close to the century we're mark to, uh, have a hundredth episode blowout oh yeah absolutely where we uh bring back all our movie ideas and uh talk about all the things that we've failed to do over the past two years <laughs> that we've talked about doing and still haven't done always high aspirations and uh high aspirations is a good way to put it yes yeah that'd yeah. be the story of my autobiography right all right so uh tonight we got frank on the podcast frank uh frank 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 frank's a friend of uh dan and i's from back in college i guess is kind of where we met right frank yeah, Something pretty like much. You could say I that. I feel like we have we have to give the man credit for his real name, Michael. Oh yeah, he goes by Michael in the real world, but that's not yeah, important. It's a real world name, but it's funny because I I always think back to the story of when I first met Michael, and he was in the costume for the he was the Monopoly man, uh, for <laughs> Halloween one year, and he told me his name was Frank, and I like that <laughs> it, at your guys' place up in East Lansing. Like a couple of weeks later, someone was like, "This guy, Michael," and I was like, "Who the hell is Michael?" <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, Frank, so it's man. Just, oh man, it's just funny. Yeah. I was who I was for the time and place, man. I actually think I lived with Michael longer than you did, Ben. Uh, yeah, you did, right? Because I only lived with him for a year, so you'd lived with him for however long you guys were at that uh, place long. in Chicago. A long God, time. like four and a half years, five years. I think I was there for th- three of those. Yeah, you were there for three. Oh, you lived yeah. there longer, Dan. Oh yeah, I just, was in that. It's place just like one of those post post college houses where like people filter in and out depending on their life situation and whether or not they have a girlfriend. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Filter in and out was probably the most perfect description you could have come up with. There was a girl living in the place for a little while, and we oh were like, shit, what the you hell? guys had a chick. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't need to get into that though. Oh okay. All right. All right. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, it's welcome, welcome to the show, Michael. We've been uh, talking, shooting around the idea of getting other guests to come on and, and shoot the shit with us. I mean, this our podcast is just us, you know, having conversations, talking about random uh, events that are going on, or, or just uh, you know, random topics. Sometimes conspiracy theories, sometimes sports. I mean, sometimes sports-based like conspiracy theories, which is uh, hopefully what we get into tonight here with this. Uh, what was that guy's name that died, Frank? Grant Wall. Grant Wall. Yeah. All right. So first, we got to start with your hat. What's your hat say? Meow Wolf. Meow Wolf. <laughs> meow Wolf. What is Meow Wolf, dude? Oh, so in the spirit of high aspirations, um, this is a art, or I don't know exactly even how they would classify it, whether or not it is quote an interactive museum or an interactive art exhibit. 
Okay. But, okay. Uh, they've franchised it since, but this was at the original in Santa Fe where you go in and it's like the facade of this dude's childhood home, the artist or whatever. You mm-hmm. walk in the front door, it looks like a living room. Off, There's little notation stand on the side if you want to mail things because it's 1850. They have, it's just a home. But then everywhere you look, you can like open up something like a little uh, crawl space thing. And you're in like a UFO spaceship. Whoa. <laughs> like it That's is cool. It's kind of like uh, Alice in Wonderland had a pure acid trip while they were taking shrooms <laughs> all right so I'm it look- sounds like my kind of place yeah i'm looking at the denver one here they describe it as a four-story exhibition home to 70 plus unique installations rooms and portals together they tell a cathartic tale of converged worlds unforgettable transformational and not to be missed sounds like something you would you know drop some acid and uh or some shrooms or something and go just explore really get lost i mean colorado's a perfect place to do it right they legalized (laughs) yes right they did yeah also 20 bucks says whoever wrote the copyright on that website has a master's degree (laughs) in art though right that's in art so at least they got a job (laughs) (laughs) did they say immersive exhibit Uh, immersive exhibit Oh, uh, unforgettable, transformational, and not to be missed. Uh, four-story exhibition, unique installations, rooms, and portals. Cathartic tale of converged worlds. Yeah, I would say seventy-five percent of the population doesn't know what cathartic means. So <laughs> it's kind of like a more upscale. Did you guys ever go see that neighborhood in Detroit that they turned into like an art installation after Detroit went to shit? And this was in like, like I think I visited it in like two thousand and. 12 2013 it was just like this neighborhood where like nobody lived there anymore and there was just this artist who had like taken all the houses and turned them into like basically taken trash essentially but like made it into like an, a giant art installation i don't remember what it was called it was like some sort of project but this is like an upscale you know waspy version of that interesting <laughs> called american dystopia yeah yeah exactly <laughs> American live, live action. So you went and saw this. It looks like they've got them in Santa Fe, Las Vegas, Denver, and Grapevine. What the hell is Grapevine? California? Is it? Oh, it's like isn't that downtown? Oh, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So you went to the one in Sandy Santa, Santa Fe. Santa Fe. Okay. Yeah, so, that was uh, I think the original. And then I think there's one in Vegas too. What is this what like? What were they you have something similar in Vegas? I think no, there is one in Vegas. Yeah, oh, there is one. In there's Vegas. one in okay. Vegas. Yeah, there's a Meow Wolf in Vegas. Because yeah. I was gonna say, I went to like what you guys were describing kind of like this weird, like futuristic, almost art exhibit where it was called like Area Area 51 or oh, what was it called? <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you got in, huh? <laughs> No, it was it was like a play, it was a play on Area 51. I can't remember what it was called. I think it might have been like Area 15 or something. But it was I got gotcha. uh, Yeah, it was this just is kinda... in Vegas. Yeah, dude, yeah. Vegas is everything. Out of control, man. It's so tight. I, I want to go back there again. So, dude, all right. one offshoot. Here's uh, one thing to drive at home besides just all the things you think it would have: disco balls cool sparkly reflective mirrors maze of mirrors all that stuff yeah 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 but 
there was this one thing where I realized it was, it took me about three minutes to realize they were a part of the show or exhibit or whatever. But uh, there were two random people who were just walking around the exhibit, but they got to one specific part and they just like disrobed into these like flesh colored leotard things and just dry fucked on top of a table. <laughs> I'm like, dead serious. In front of a bunch of people? Yeah. Was there like a, like a like super slow motion? It was like a. Was it part like, of a show? Imagine if like the a fancy ballet met like that kind of HBO Skinamax thing. We okay. Like <laughs> yes it was kind of like yeah. a synthesis of the two what like they were trying hilarious. to do high art but it's like y'all are dry fucking <laughs> did they like warn people that there may be like simulated no. sexual no like no. there's kids running around just all right yeah it's our no. children there were there mm-hmm. i think uh i think it was one of those like yeah it might be a rated r movie but it's parental discretion oh my gosh yeah <laughs> yeah that's funny i've been to plenty of movies in chicago with toddlers do you know uh do you know what the tickets were how much they cost uh, like is this like a ten dollar thing or is this like a fifty dollar thing in between in between okay like 35 okay all right all right reasonable yeah absolutely worth it really Dude, okay this one scene i just the first thing i described with the oh you walk through like this his bedroom and there's this little side uh door you open up like but you know it's only like a foot tall or foot and a half tall when you go through that into the disco space i walked in there it was literally a 360 couch with the reflective mirrors on top bottom in front of you it was kind of like you were inside a kaleidoscope but there was one dude who was on way too much acid. Like, <laughs> he was sitting there, froze, and his eyes, like he kind of looked like he was in Clockwork Orange with those little prong things in his prongs eyes. Prongs in his eyes, yeah. But he's just sitting there like, oh. Oh, man. Oh, Damn. That'd be a trip. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah, oh, I man. never actually got around to it, but I'm clocked in the back of my mind. Like, I should maybe go back to this space in like 45 minutes. See if he's okay. See if he's back there. So did you have to crawl through the foot tall door to get into these spaces? Is that like part of the experience? It had to have been like tall. Maybe it was a three thing? foot door. Okay. Because I didn't have to get on my hands and knees, but I had to like. You had to get down. Okay. All the way yeah, under. Crouch down. I was going to say, yeah. dude, because that, that like, I don't know, something about like crawling through tight spaces like that, like watching videos of people doing caves and stuff. Like I couldn't do that, man. I couldn't you do claustrophobic, Ben. It's it's I yeah, I guess I don't feel like I'm claustrophobic, but stuff like that, yeah, I guess that would be claustrophobic, wouldn't it? I've done a few escape game like scenarios and stuff like that where there's been like smaller spaces where you had to like crawl through or like you know find a piece in, and I'm just like, dude, no, yeah. I'm not a big fan of tight spaces. Not for either. me. Nope. Not for me. Like yeah. the the videos of the guys that like get stuck in caves and die. That's like my worst nightmare. I'm also like terrified of like the ocean. So like, I feel like <laughs> being stuck un- in coral, like underground, like underwater is like my like scuba diving most absolute terrifying experience ever. Yeah. yeah. Like scuba diving scares the shit out of me. Like what if that thing on my back gets caught on something and I can't move and it's stuck to me and I, I like lose all my oxygen. You're nope. dead. You're going to die. I'm out. 
Yeah. Dude, I feel like we're just playing a game of like how long can it take until you incite a panic attack over here. <laughs> so I'm just in here like <laughs> sorry, let's yeah. not talk about panic attacks yeah. anymore. All right, let's talk yeah. World Cup. So uh yeah, dude, let's what world cup <laughs> real real reason we brought Frank on. Uh Frank, you're our uh you're our soccer expert. So yes. uh give us uh so we got two teams, four teams left, right? Yeah. Argentina versus this is the semifinals. Yeah, Argentina Ar- versus Croatia and then France right. versus Morocco. All right. So Messi versus Mbappe in the final, right? That's what it's got to be. France versus France Argentina. versus Messi, man. I mean, this is Messi's World Cup, right? Up to now. I mean, he hasn't won one yet, right? Isn't no. that the now he made it to the final, I think, and lost yeah. to Germany, He's maybe to the final one time, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's lost in the um... semifinal quite a few times. I think they lost in the final in 2014. Yeah. I and that's right. I think they got knocked time, out in the round of 16 and 2018. Yeah, I don't I don't yeah, that sounds oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Like I, but then in the Copa America, that uh, you know, Euros for South America, it's all in the in-between years of the World Cup. Like they take that shit real seriously in South America. And yeah. they didn't win it for like two decades. Was well, just Brazil every time? Brazil yeah. or Uruguay? Surprise. There was a nice sprinkling Dang. out there. Yeah. They lost uh, in the final twice to Chile. Really? Yeah. Wasn't so like, would but you say won. that, would you say that Morocco and Croatia? Would you say that like Morocco and Croatia are like kind of big upsets to be in the semifinals right now? Or do you think that those do you think that those teams are maybe yeah. Morocco? I think Croatia's usually got a solid squad though, don't they? Or they have had for the past couple of years. But they beat Brazil and Brazil was supposed finals. to walk into it, right? They were? Yeah, Croatia yeah. lost to France, right? Yeah. Yeah. Last year's or two years ago? Is it four years ago four. or two years? Four. Every four years? Okay. So the next one. Is in 2026, USA, baby. States, yeah, you know it. Yeah, dude. So are we we going to some games? Yeah, dude, we're going. Going to some games. We got to start planning that stuff, right? I'm going to see if we can't dial up a New York East Coast trip for that summer because it's in the. It'll be in the summer, right? Typically, they're in the summer. I don't want to go to that one in Canada too. Typically, have the standard calendar for the entire soccer schedule. you imagine they just like pause the NBA season like 20 games in because we're just going to go to the Olympics? It's like, what? Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's it like, is yeah, wild. we're just going to like, there's Did literally... they pause hockey one year for a little while because there was like the. They might have before they stopped letting NHL players go. Yeah. Um, I feel like that happened. So that's all just because. Baseball for a minute for the World Baseball Classic, I thought. They might have. But that's it's all it's all because the it's just too hot and cutter to do it in the summer, right? That's kind of the reasoning. Like there's just not enough oil money to pay for the air conditioning it would take to <laughs> stop massive heat stroke. So when exactly would the World Cup take place then? It wouldn't take place during the same time, right? No, it usually takes place um I think it's like July and or August, June. right? Okay. Yeah, it's like the first week of June through middle July. So instead of having time off, really, they just, um, I think they have maybe three weeks, then they'll go right into their camps and then they go to the World Cup. But the big thing is that's when you have chance to recover, like, or get back from injury. Like the thing that sucked about this World Cup, at least in the lead up, it's, it's been pretty great, um, gameplay, but 
in the lead up, there were a bunch of people, like top end people who just weren't going to be there because they didn't want to compete because they were in the middle of their season. No, they're no, hurt. They got hurt. Oh, like imagine you're like finishing up week eight of the NFL and then you got to go report to like your college alumni game on Wednesday. It's like, <laughs> dude, I just got my head blown out like for four quarters. What are you talking about? Like there are a bunch of people who had like a month long injury or even just, right at the end, like a two to three week injury. And now they missed the entire world cup. So Frank, do you think that, the USA's performance in this year's world cup might have done something positive for, I guess, soccer in the U S. Dude, I get the question, but (laughs) I'm going to be fully honest. I've heard that same question and back and forth thing. So many different times, like the whole false dawn thing of the U S soccer. It's like, here's what I would say. I think, one, we have a golden generation. We do. We really do. Like, this is something we have in 2026. These next four years. We're going to be good. We could make a legit run. Like, I think get knocked out in the semifinals and be upset because we were in it and battling. Like, that type of good. Let's be fucking real, though. We are the U.S. Yeah. Like, (laughs) Our golden generation is like an okay generation for Germany or France, even yeah. the Netherlands. Like, so we're, we're keep it real. Well, but, but like, our team yeah. is that good and that young. We're the youngest team and youngest the team, dude. You, like all rosters. I'll, I'll be honest. A lot. So I, I had no expectations coming into this and I knew that we had qualified and I was like kind of curious to see because I felt like the last time that we qualified, the team was just dog shit. And I was like, it didn't really make sense. I it was I was like Dempsey's last year playing, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but dude, I was thoroughly impressed, not gonna lie, just because my expectations were really low. Um on the way that we played against England. Yeah, it was a, a zero zero tie, but I thought that we battled real hard throughout that game and granted england was one of the older teams but i felt like they have a lot of experience and a lot of talent and the fact that we could kind of like compete with them and i even thought i mean just just from my eye watching soccer and you know not knowing as much as you do but um that they that they were actually looking better than england at some points in that game and i was like we could have scored a goal and we could have won that game and it was really bummer because obviously we got knocked out in you know in the the next round um to netherlands we actually did end up moving on to the next round but i it i gotta be honest you know it's got me more excited about soccer and you know i've been you know tracking a little bit more and you know obviously living with you being the liverpool fan that you were you got me into liverpool i started to watch liverpool and follow and um but yeah no it's soccer has been uh and it's funny (laughs) man i love that conversation back and forth between whether it's called soccer or football because it's like we have american football but then obviously the the old name is football but i learned that soccer is actually it's english old english and it derived from like a social club or whatever so soccer actually originated in england as a name for soccer yeah as the name yes. for 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 football yeah 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 what's the uh fuck i think it's is it shakespeare what? The, a rose by any other name would not smell so sweet or something like that. Okay. Oh yeah. 
I think I know what you're talking about. Well, was that was that soccer. was that in Romeo and Juliet? It is what it is. It's like you got a you got eleven people against eleven still, people did, doing their thing. Did you, you see call it soccer? We can call it soccer. I call it soccer. Did you if see I'm with a bunch of English people? I'll probably call it football, so they don't have to go. Huh? What? Yeah. I don't want to have that conversation. I'd rather just talk about the content. But like the, I it's like I think they call. I think there are like three or four different names. Yeah. But like, I mean, Pretty. if we're getting into it though, like it's. Like you kick a ball with your foot. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so I think I agree with you, Frank, like who cares what it's called? However, the, the meme on the internet of the doctored photo of Pulisic with his shirt pulled down and just like a white shirt underneath that just says it's called soccer, <laughs> it's called soccer. would be the <laughs> ultimate American goal celebration at a world cup. Like, that would be if hilarious. And when 2026 <laughs> happens and this run happens, somebody has to pull that off. Yeah, Dude, I do weird. love that whole um like camp like ad campaign that they were doing for the US games where it's like it's called soccer. <laughs> like this is the most American yes. ad campaign ever. Yes. David Beckham like, like, fuck, game. Like, fuck logic. <laughs> yes. Fuck if, all that. If America like, is gonna soccer. yeah, if America's gonna be good at soccer, we have to be arrogant about it. Like we have to, absolutely have to be go over the top and put our stamp on it. I mean, I agree. You got if you're gonna be an American, you gotta be an American. Like <laughs> we just gotta fully embrace that. Like that's what I think that ad campaign did. Yes. It was just like yeah. that's why, like, oh man, the... the toilet seat. We didn't care. Yeah. We ate crumbly cookies in your bed. Like, we just don't yeah. care. The most amazing thing to me about soccer is the passion from the fans. Like, I feel like people who are soccer fans are, you know. English Premier League football fans is what I really like look at when I see like the passion behind it and like how it runs so like deep with history and stuff. So it's, it's super cool to me. And um, it's actually kind of like one of the reasons Ben, I want to talk to you about that topic of that show Wrexham with Ryan Reynolds oh, yeah. and Rob Magdalene. Yeah. Frank, have either of you guys seen that? I haven't seen it. No, yet. I haven't watched it yet, but you were so, you were talking so, about it last time. The uh, way it's shot is so cool. It's like a little like kind of, docu-series mocu-series almost because like they break the fourth wall a lot with the documentary and what have you and obviously there's like the interviews and such but it's pretty it's pretty entertaining and like the whole story behind it and like wait each so, of the episodes tells a different story about the club and yeah wait so is it like a, a hard knocks or is it like is it like a ted lasso it's it's like a hard knocks okay like they actually bought a they football actually club actually bought okay. the football club like oh, yeah. It's insane, dude. It's so cool, though. But the whole idea and the premise behind it is that, you know, the history behind Wrexham is really, really fantastic. If you ever like Ben, I know you like history and Michael, yeah. obviously you're a history guy, but yeah. it's like the third oldest stadium ever, like ever. Right. Yeah. Like in terms of like sports, isn't it the, stadiums. Uh, isn't it the oldest in Europe? It's the oldest, yeah. It's the oldest in uh, in Europe, or I the believe. UK? Yeah. Either the UK or Europe. It's, I think it's the UK. It's the oldest in the UK. Um, but yeah, it was. Which it's like over one hundred and thirty-five years or something like that. Bro, they only paid two million pounds for this team. Dude, it was cheap. That's they, crazy. I mean, they, they put a lot of money into it, right? Because we could come up with two million pounds. Yeah, look at their annual <laughs> balance sheet. 
Yeah, dude, that's it's kind of in the red right now because they're trying to get promotion. But I was looking at the record this year because my brother and I have been like watching the show. Like we just finished the last episode and I was like, dude, it was it was it was so like it was so cool. I really enjoyed it. It's it's got its ups and downs. It's got its laughs. It's got its sorrows. I mean, it's it's pretty legit, man. And uh, just learning about Wrexham and I dude, I didn't even know Wrexham was a country. In, uh, in, or it's, I didn't even know it was, it was. I didn't even know that Wales in was Wales? in that. That's Wales. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know it was a, a big city within Wales like that. I thought it was part of England. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> well, I was. I felt like an idiot. Yeah. How hard is it? So, what what league are they in now? Do we know? Does anybody they're know? They're in. They're in what's called the National League, right? So, the yeah, Premier League's the up here. Division, I think. The sixth, yeah, the, dude. So like the Premier League's up here, yeah, and then there's like Premier League Championship, League yep. One, League, League two. two. I think it's Northern Conference or something like that. Yeah, and then and, Wrexham's like fucking down. There. Yeah, I think they're wow. two like Northern or so it's it's, it's like Spence. the boys. The, it's like beer league teams. softball level no, soccer's no, 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 talent going on no, here. It's, yeah, it's not, still... dude. The, the players are still not not that bad. Really. They're, and they're they're they'd be better than most of the people that we ever play with. <laughs> Dude, sixth division English soccer would still probably be like the equivalent of high end like double A ball. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like they could compete. Like, they could. I bet you they would probably whoop a bunch of colleges' asses easily. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. A bunch of grown men. Like like I'm well, talking but, like good college good colleges and shit. But like but but college is a little bit like deceptive right in america right because a lot of our young players now are getting either they're either playing in the mls or they're getting bought up by european teams is kind of what i've stumbled into over the past couple weeks good good for the most part elite yeah yeah, for the most part college would be your uh failed pros yeah like you're gonna get definitely like a decent amount that get drafted through um college and whatnot but like I don't pay enough attention to the MLS because that stuff is trash. Like, I just can't watch it. Yeah. But they, a lot of their um, draft stuff will be through college, but most of those kids either are already in European academies getting a private education and like they're getting undergraduate degrees and whatnot while they're off in these uh, European academies, probably fighting for the first team. Or yeah. they're already getting paid professional money in American academies. But, there, but there's also American kids now that go straight. Like there's 17, 18 year olds playing in the MLS now that are young American kids. And I think yeah, we have a goalie. Like we've got a goalie who's like one of the best young goalies in the world who plays for like the Chicago Fire. It's like 18 years old, 19 years old. Nah, <laughs> dude. Old news. It's old news. He got snapped up by, I think, Chelsea. Oh, really? Chelsea bought him? <laughs> yeah. He just, oh, we'll, we'll pay, uh, oh, we'll pay like two million pounds for this guy. Oh, probably more than that. 10. Yeah. It was 10, 10 million. million. Oh, my God, dude. But, that's dude, that's trip. the thing. And when we were in college, 10 million was a hefty fee. Like, right. you were, you were already a first team player. Like, you, that would be like going from Aston Villa to Everton. And you were like a solid starter. Yeah. 10 million was a reasonable price then. Like nowadays, that ain't shit. Pocket yeah. change, man. What they're yeah, for that. What's, the, like, what's yeah. the league? What's the league minimum in Premier League? Oh, I I don't know. When it comes to the contract minimums? Yeah. Like what's the low guys on the team normally make? Oh, 
Not sure, but trust me, they're they're good. A lot, like over yeah. o- over a couple hundred thousand, easily, like a week. Oh yeah, they're they're probably millionaires. Like it's not like you're not looking like a third string linebacker who's going from practice squad to third rotation like on game week, like who's on that league minimum. No, like these guys have had professional contracts for years because coming through the academy, like, or some, I guess some, sometimes maybe if they're coming from lower league divisions and they're coming up to like a middle team, Mm. like, I don't know, going from like league one, which is the third division to Leeds United as a backup center back. Yeah, maybe you might not be making that much, but I don't how, know about like bare minimums. I've always been curious to know how does it how does it like work? So, like the feeder systems, like there's not like drafts or anything, right? For like professional soccer in Europe, right? No, it's all through the yeah. academies. <clears throat> so they just find people and like like almost like prepare them to play for their t- their squads. Is that like how it goes, or like how do they go out and find? Imagine it's crazy to me. Like imagine it's set up just like uh, American baseball where your team, the first division team is the pro team, the Yankees or whatever. Um, And the Academy itself would be like a synthesis of your uh, single A through triple A and an IMG Academy. It'd be like a kind of travel, almost like travel ball or whatever, like premier ball. Yes. You'll be going to the most elite tournaments all across the world if you're at the top teams. Like, you're going to be at certain age divisions. So you could be 15 and balling out, and you're on the highest team in the academy, which would be the under-21s. So theoretically, that's the highest you can go. But even then, there are, like, I think three or four exception spots for like mm-hmm. either hurt first team players who can drop down and join in or like older kids who aren't ready to bump up or you haven't sold them yet. Like there's so many exceptions that it's like, That's crazy. it's basically just like your backup squad and you can shoehorn in the reason for why they're there, but yeah. the youngest kids can get all the way up there. And if not, then you just get dragged along with your age range. And if you don't cut it, then you get cut. Yeah, it's like a it's like a 1% of 1% thing that actually yeah. make it. Yeah, but usually those are like it'll be a trickle down thing. Yeah. So like yeah, you didn't make the cut at Arsenal at 15, so you fell down to Everton's academy right. or to Leeds academy, but and at 34 yeah. you're hamming it out at Wrexham. <laughs> they don't start actually like doing contracts or anything like that. Oh yeah, actually... dude. When they're kids, you get they get signed. Absolutely. He gets signed as a kid. Oh yeah. Absolutely. That is oh, yeah. wild, man. Oh yeah. That is so crazy to me. Dude, like Barcelona when they signed Messi from Newell's old boys in Argentina, he was like um 10 and a half. Like he signed a contract. I'm gonna like, move over to Italy and just start breeding with women and get like a bunch of kids who come <laughs> to academies. Why Italy though? <laughs> yeah, I was like it. Why not Italy? I mean, okay. I I mean, I'm a big fan. Properties are properties are pretty cheap there right now too, man. That's true. You get paid to live there. I think you can buy a pretty nice house there, and they'll pay you to live there, move there, and stuff. Uh, so anyone ever ask where that money was coming from? Just saying. (laughs) Oh, dude, corruption. (laughs) Every time I saw those towns, it felt very uh, Godfather. Yeah. So, average uh, first team squad member in the Premier League is sixty one thousand pounds a week. 
So, and uh, for wait, how long is there? How long is there a season? Uh, it comes out to like two mil, three million a year. Jeez. Uh, for Man City, who I'm assuming they're the top, $134,000 a week, $7 million a year. That's the average? That's their average. Uh, Go ahead, well, that's because. The top five. Yeah. Name that's the top five. Oh, I don't. It's, this five. is just an article that's like going through averages and stuff. They just use Man City as the sort of. The, oh, actually, hold on. I can pull up. There's a cap website here. Uh, you want top five salaries? Yeah, so, give me the top five at Man Chris, City. Oh, Man City. I mean, Frank, you should know who they are are already. I mean, you do. Uh, oh, yeah, I can tell you who they are, and I can tell you roughly what they're at. My guess know. would be uh, Holland probably is the highest earner now, but maybe he just matched it. He, didn't he just and, get a deal with them not too long ago? Yeah, dude, but, oh, God. Who, Three, 375,000 pounds a week, 19.5 a year. I was guessing nineteen million pounds a year. Yeah, is that the exact same amount as De Bruyne? That's like he's fourth. He's De Bruyne. De Bruyne is four hundred thousand pounds a week. Oh, okay, okay. So, and is he one? No, Ronaldo is five fifteen. No, in Man City. Oh, oh, yeah. So for Man City, De Bruyne would be one. Okay. So in the league, it's Ronaldo, De Bruyne, uh, David De Gaia, Holland, and then Mo Salah. Wait, Mo Salah. Wait, who's, who's number three? Mo uh, David De Gaia. He's a goalie, right? De Gea. De Gea. There we go. <laughs> I just wanted to hear it again. Dude, no. So, all right. Let's talk about Erling Holland. So this is one of the people I discovered exists uh, through this whole World Cup, bringing me back into soccer. Frank, oh, this dude is made in a lab, right? Oh, it's the ongoing joke huh? that he is the creative player. For like, real, though. Just like FIFA went in yes. some cryogenics lab in Scandinavia, hence why he's from Norway. Right. Like, I'm pretty sure they have all of those things going on up there, like those preservation uh, vaults with all the seeds. And things. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's where the shit goes down. They 100% did like one of those Nike like lab like things where you slide in your shoes or NBA 2K create a player shit. This oh, dude yeah. Is, like, Six, four, picked... 190. That's exactly what I make myself all the time. Dude, dude. And he, he all, all he does is score goals, Dan. Like, yeah, he's, he has a ton of records. I was looking at it earlier. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Dude, he's, he's got young. literally, if you named off the t- last like five best strikers in the premier league over the past decade he has every single one of their best qualities yeah literally it's free dad's name is alfie like didier drugba he's got his strength yeah legitimately has his dude when i was watching he he like his ability to score and just like put it where it needs to be was like this dude's got like a little ebra as far as like that like touch around the goal he's got 18 (laughs) goals in 13 matches (laughs) In the Premier League, he's the he's the first player ever to have back to back hat tricks. That's insane. At home, if you ever want to look up the stats, it's actually pretty wild about um, how hard it is to adapt to the Premier League. Like oh, it's yeah. a well known thing. It's so much a thing that I, huh, I can tell you from my personal pain with the uh, Premier League soccer for fantasy. His like, dad played every for year uh, Nottingham. In, what his dad played for nottingham nice his dad played for man city oh there you go yeah he did back when man city was like battling relegation 
That's not anymore. Dude, <laughs> the times they are a changing. <laughs> All right, so uh, something to add to the list, Dan. We found out today that uh, a soccer team you can buy for two million pounds. So that's one of our goals for the next couple of years: buy a soccer team. Dude, that would be so <laughs> sick. But we'd have to have like a real legitimate reason because otherwise the fans would hate us and talk so much smack. And yeah, I feel like the biggest problem is that it just—it's not like you have two million dollars and you get a soccer team and you're good right like you need you, you need a bunch of other money <laughs> <laughs> we need at least 200 million to buy a soccer yeah. team. <laughs> uh anyway back like to, said, to erling the balance sheet yeah the balance <laughs> sheet you gotta to you gotta pay those players somehow yeah yeah i mean dude, i feel like the ultimate end boss. goal for that you got to get to the fourth division. If fourth you can division. Get to two, that's when you start to get any type of TV rights. It's low shit. Oh, okay. TV rights. Yeah. And you start, you're considered to be like in the professional leagues. It's yeah. still one through four, and then you're in five, six. Like it, there's no difference, but that's when things get different. And when you're there and you have all the publicity Wrexham have, if you can get in a good coach going, that's when you can start loaning out from those good academies up at the top and get you some good young players. Okay. Um, can, can we talk about one thing real quick? I just noticed this dude, Erling, literally from June of 2019 until now has increased his earning potential or market value from zero euros to 170 million in two years yeah dude's a beast he had no money when he first started back in <laughs> june of 2019 he was, yeah, no he was just broke as hell just broke. that was his transfer market value yeah i'm yeah. assuming yeah because wasn't yeah, he at I'm dortmund okay. he was okay. playing transfer with market. uh with our boy geo for a while this website that was right? after that was his first big transfer yeah uh before that he was at um touch so it says right here transfer market june in 2019 it was salzburg zero salzburg okay just became a beast over over two years that's wild like, good for him man see this good is what him. this is what america needs this is what american soccer needs we need erling holland who was the oh, big God. sign didn't the Messi Dude. just signed with a team in America. Uh, yeah. There were well, there were rumors. Miami, yeah. some the team in Miami. Yeah, it's not done, but it'll happen. Yeah, honestly, it's it's brilliant for him. It's brilliant for everyone involved. Is he getting like, ownership? I don't know the exact details, but one hundred percent. Yeah, Dude. Like you know, we you know who you, you have to thank the, for American American soccer. Is David Beckham. Yeah, that's David why Beckham started there. it. Oh, okay. I know, but David Beckham started the whole thing. He was the first like big name player. Nah, man, Pele. Come over. Yeah, yeah. Pele, Pele played for a New York team back in the day. Yeah. Oh, uh, um, was that before yeah. the MLS though? Yeah, he yeah. played for the New York Cosmos. Yeah. Which, by the way, Google those jerseys. That's a legit ass like sneaky jersey. <laughs> Like, I would Cosmos. totally, you could put that in rotation. You'd be super sick. <laughs> oh All right, we got to look this up. <clears throat> That's funny. 
fantastic. With the with the V neck? Or are you talking about? I don't know. It looks pretty basic to what I'm seeing. It's just like a green, green jersey. What? It's not the green yellow. Oh yeah, there's yellow. It looks like a Brazilian jersey. National team. Like a spiral. Yeah. From the. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, the 1976 version. I don't have in front of me. This bad boy. That's cool. That it's definitely the logo. That's the logo. But I'm thinking of a. There's a specific jersey that kind of had that like 90s flair. Okay. Like that that one left bottom left. up the upper left, oh, there on the left there. Right down, here? down. This one, one more. This one. one more. That one. Whoa. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Digress. New York Cosmos. <laughs> original. Pele player. was the original man. Speaking of American football, have, but, uh... hold on. to go back to that whole thing with Messi. <laughs> yeah. For real. Yeah. With yeah. Inter Miami. Like, have you guys seen Showtime on uh, HBO? Showtime? Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Is it Showtime like, or Ballers? Showtime. Showtime's the one about the Lakers. Oh, the Showtime yeah. Lakers. Okay, yeah. 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 It's a uh, legitimately right now in the MLS as trash as the product is. Like sports in America is too big. Of just in general, it's too big of a sector. Yeah. And soccer, football, whatever the fuck you want to call it, is too big worldwide. Right. Like the MLS right now, I think, is a lot like the era of those late seventies, early eighties NBA, where it's like, ooh, things could crash out, things could like completely fold at a second, or Opposite. three decades from now, right? That is going to be a trillion dollar industry. Yeah, I think it's interesting in that they've. Uh they got like the smaller city market kind of thing going on to where like you're seeing these like like salt lake has a team right like salt lake city has a team like seattle i think is a really interesting market for a soccer team like stuff like that where it's like um they're not necessarily trying to compete against the big sports and the big cities but they're going with more of like sort of what they have over in england where it's just like yeah we'll just put a soccer club here and uh you know people will come watch because they don't have shit else to do Dude, my buddy Geb, Fr- Frank, you know Geb. He yeah. says the soccer team in Atlanta is like everybody loves it, dude. Yeah. Like they yeah. go out like all all the time to those games. Like they get a lot of fans that come out. So I mean, it's it's popular in some areas. I mean, yeah, yeah my I've heard is uh, Atlanta and Portland are yeah. like the two wild MLS sports base. I think yeah. uh, I've heard. Um, not the galaxy, but LAFC. Okay. You know, like the team that the Latinos actually like in LA instead of just <laughs> nice. like the fucking shitty as galaxy. Well, man, you man city uh rivalry going on. Oh, definitely, definitely. But like your actual fans are like at LAFC or back in the day it'd be Man City. Now there are no fans in Manchester because they're all a bunch of fucking sellouts. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> Fair enough. And that but they is have Erling, bro. On Man City. Yeah, put a plug in it. <laughs> what was your uh, nice transition digression? I think. Well, no, I mean we're 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 talking here about football, and it's it's got me excited about the 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 team here in Detroit, man. Um, Lions. They're the hottest team in football right now, man. <laughs> hottest team? Have they got to seven wins yet? Huh? Where are they at? Did they win last week? 
Yeah, they won, dude. They just uh, they beat the number one team in the division. All right, did our smash the uh, over on wins? Has that hit yet? Bro, it's going to hit. Lines are now projected. They, they got 23% chance of making the playoffs. 23, baby. They're in the hunt. Tell they more chance. they more than quadrupled their their odds after the the win this weekend. They could even win the division. They're still. six and seven. Okay, so yeah, and dude. Minnesota would have to lose the rest of the games against the division, and the Lions would have to win the rest of the games against the division. But there is there is that chance to win the division. So dude, it's it's ridiculous, Jam- man. They've Jamison Williams is back. He had a big touchdown last week. Dude, team's looking good, man. In the division. Um, they are three and one tied with Minnesota who's three and one in the division. Motor city, damn Campbell, they, baby. They, they beat the the Packers. They beat Minnesota. They've beaten the bears all one time each. And they lost to Minnesota on ridiculous bullshit. They should have still won that game. Green Bay's look terrible this year and the bears look God awful. They're three and 10. So who knows, man, it could be, it could be the year the Lions make the playoffs. I mean, even we'll if see. they don't. You know, you gotta They're feel the good. Three offense in the league right now. You gotta feel good about uh, what what old what old Dan Campbell and the boys are doing. I love it, man. I love it. Do you I mean, they've risky? been drafting well. Their personnel moves have been working out. It's just it's win win. They were on their own twenty five yard line and they faked a punt and like got like forty yards. I was like, this is the dumbest. Oh my god! And then they got it. And I was like, all right. Well, obviously <laughs> they got nothing to lose. They're five and seven, so. Let's just keep playing. Let's like roll them. Lose. Yeah. But hey, I, I hope that the Rams continue to lose and lose out so we get that that better draft pick because obviously we're oh, getting we that get one their pick. Dude, this yes, is sir. like it couldn't even be it couldn't be better for the Lions. Yes, sir. Matt Stafford dies. Uh the Rams end up with ba- Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Which Baker, did you did you yeah, hear? Yeah, I saw he had that comeback. Yeah. Yeah, dude. 98 yards, baby. Baker. Yeah. He was there two days beforehand. Can I just say this uh just ever since moving to Chicago, I must say it has been a good maybe six, seven years since I've heard a real impassioned uh Detroit Lions <laughs> logic. That and, might uh, make sense. <laughs> like it is just like it is chicken soup for the optimist soul. <laughs> just like, yes. Go go ahead, Lions fan. Tell me how this year's <laughs> different. Oh, it just it makes me. It's so different, happy. man. It's different. Hey, real like, real talk though. To James Lawson. Oh yeah. That's my entire childhood, and every single year he meant it through and through. He had facts. <laughs> he had stats. He oh. had lineups. He had hopes, and I will never forget. It was going into, I think, our senior year. (laughs) I said, I think, after I said, I'll never forget. (laughs) But it was going into, I think, our senior year of high school. And he laid out a 15-minute spiel about how it's going to be the year. And he, I believed him. I believed him. (laughs) That was uh, 0-16. Nice. Nice. 0-16. And, God. Man, every mean. like four games, you get that check in of well, 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 <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. I mean, I just look, love, I love the Lions mentality. They I will do always be a Lions fan just they, for that. There is a little bit, it does feel different. I will say that as someone who's who's been like, I, I've refused to get optimistic about the Lions over the years, but I've 
I mean, personnel wise, I'm been a big fan. I mean, they they did well. You know, the draft they had last year getting Hutchinson was huge. Getting Jamison Williams was huge. You know, Penny Sewell the year before that. I mean, they've just done a really good job with their draft picks. And I think it's, you know, Brad Holmes is probably more of the guy you want to say, like, he's done a really good job as a GM. And then you just throw Dan Campbell in there to fucking eat some knees. And you got a recipe for success, baby. Doing some kneecaps. Yeah. Uh, do you see Penny Sewell's catch? No. <laughs> they used <laughs> Yeah, the the big man steal steal the game yesterday. It was nice. hilarious. Nice. Was it a little sweep screen or something like that. It was like a fake run, and he just slipped off and was just like wide open and like kind of like caught it with like one hand and then like grasped I think, it. Yeah, didn't it they crazy. have his big ass in motion from the left side? Like he was in the slot. Uh, was he in motion? I don't remember I, that, dude. Look, this I just remember up. like yeah. Look it up. They had his big ass in the left side on the slot. And he just goes go. in motion across the middle. Nice. I mean, like, it's got it. All right, it's I got to step away for a second, boys, but keep keep the uh, the Lions banter going. Right. <laughs> the jibber jabber. And this is our podcast. Um, <laughs> so the that I mean that happened like right at the end of the game, right? I feel like there's got to be a video of it. I'm gonna find this because here we go. Penny Sewell, where is it? Oh man, come on. There's a ton of highlights from that game. I guess it helps when you score 34 points. <laughs> oh, where are we at? TJ Hawkinson. Dude, so, I was so mad when the Lions let him go. Did so he go mad. to like the Vi- did he go to the Vikings? Yeah, he went to the Vikings. <laughs> he went to the Vikings. Yeah, not Get my shit. not my favorite. Um, yeah, here we go. Penny Sewell reported eligible. This is it right here. This is a one yard run. Where's Penny Sewell catch? Then not record. Oh yeah, nine yard pass. Here we go. Ah, oh, gotta get NFL Premium in order to watch the replay. <laughs> Man, that's some bum ass shit. So, Frank, what else has been going on, man? Give me some, give me some down low on on the life right now, man. I mean, what is there to say? It's been, working, uh, working hard, hardly working. Uh, doing anything working fun? Hard. Doing anything fun during uh, during work? Or I'm not during work, but outside of work. You guys doing uh, any sports teams anymore? Or are you guys kind of dispersed or? Everyone's got kids now and married, right? Uh, just living that married life, living that busy fucking schedule. Yeah. Oh, there you go, Ben. Ben had to get a refill. Yeah, get a refill. Now he's feeling good. You know, get my glasses back on. Wait, why didn't you say something? We we could all have just taken a little hiatus. Oh, do you need to go get a refill, Frank? I thought you were just taking a little tinkle. I took a tinkle, too. Uh-huh. Little, Tommy, little Tommy Tinkle. We'll check on the baby. Do a little tinkle. Grab a little drink. Oh, baby. Yeah, oh, dude, he's where's awesome. The, where's the Roman? Where's the Roman updates? He's he's awesome. Uh, okay, so kid updates. Uh, he's settled in to a pretty good sleep schedule, to where he goes to bed at like 
eight thirty, nine o'clock, and he'll wake up at like two, between two and three, get fed, and then sleep again until like six a.m. So nice. yeah, so we're getting pretty good sleep. Um, that's not bad. Consistent. Yeah, and that's that's been real consistent, like the past like week or so. He's really settled into that. Um, he's also settled into he uh, his poop schedule has changed where he doesn't take like you know when they're first born they're pooping like every couple of hours similar Six to like when they're feeding. Day. Now yeah. he's just he's pooping like once or twice a day and they are bombs, dude. Like <laughs> just absolute. Bombs. This is a mess. Uh, this is gonna be a problem. You know when it's happening. Just like, but you're just gonna have to deal with it. Bombs. Uh, like oh, flowing out of the top of the diaper. Like, I don't know how you did that. I, I'm not upset. I'm impressed type of poops. <laughs> uh, like a, it requires a bath after every time. Dude, yeah. Poops. Sometimes you're just like, I'm just going to, we're just going to go to the bathtub. Yeah. We're not going to do this on the yep. changing table. Uh, yep. So do it. yeah. Otherwise he's like, you know, he's starting to like uh, be kind of like a tiny little human. Like he'll make, he's making noises and like he'll track you around and he's smiling and stuff like that. So it's been uh it's been fun. It's been really cool. That's awesome. Can't man. complain. Can't What's complain. There, he's uh, he's been a really easy baby up until this point. <clears throat> what was your favorite moment this week? Favorite moment this week? Uh, actually, Friday. It, it was like uh, so. Katie went and got uh, she went and got drinks with a couple of her girlfriends from like six to eight, right? So I was with the baby alone for like two hours, and. Nice. It, it, it lines up with this, like, cause, because he's been, he sleeps, like, like I said, he sleeps from like that 8 30, 9 o'clock till, but like up until that time, he loads up on food, right? So like he'll like, he'll drink like two solid bottles over that like six to eight period. Okay. And, uh, but then he can also like tend to get overtired sometimes. So he just gets really cranky. But that particular day, it was just like for that two hours, like I sat down at the end of it, like once I finally got to sleep, it was just like, that was a fucking mess. Like that was just a mess. Like the whole time it was just a mess. Like I it, like it started out with me feeding him, get pretty much one bottle down, and then he just pukes it all up, right? Just it all comes back up. This is everywhere. It's like, all right, we gotta change out your onesie. So we're changing out his onesie. He starts peeing, which is like just pees over the side of the table. It's not a big deal, right? So get another onesie on him, get him all cleaned up. And we're just like chilling. I'm like, I don't remember what I was doing. Just like kind of hanging out with him, maybe trying to get him to eat a little bit. And then all of a sudden you just smell it. And you're just like, oh, oh no. <laughs> oh no. What is that? <laughs> like, oh, you pooped. It's like, okay, we got to get this taken care of. Cause like, if it smells that bad, you know, like, Hey, this is either coming out of the diaper or is getting close. So I get him in there and it's one of those where like, I get his one leg out of his onesie and then I reach in to grab his other leg and like the longer and it's just like poop on my hand. It's just like reaching in into poop. It's like, how did you get it there, man? Like, I don't, like there's sometimes where you like, you're, you're like doing an autopsy, like you get the onesie off and you're looking at the onesie and you're like, there's poop around his ankle area, but there's no poop going from the diaper area to the ankle. It's like, how does that happen, Straight man? Shot. What did you do? <laughs> So yeah, so then we got that other onesie on him. I think I bathed him at that point, but it was just like, oh man, like just reflecting back and figuring out about it. It was just like, that was insane. And it was basically like, I was, I, I was like the middle school janitor. It's like on a day when, you know, the kids had a little food poison, like lunch lady, like undercooked the chicken cordon blue. And it's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, you're going to have to deal with it. Cafeteria. Yeah. Just accept it. Like, like that's the thing. Like there was one point, 
where this would be a great stand-up comedy right (laughs) there there was one point last week where i was changing him and i'm like getting him dry and like okay and like drying up underneath his little his little nutsack or whatever like all right that's good and then all of a sudden i just pick up my hand and there's poop on it and it's like what where did that and i just looked down it's just everywhere and it's like oh no (laughs) oh no You ever see exactly how a lava stream rolls? Oh, dude, that's it. Itself it's, like, it's like, yeah, there's a couple of times you're just like sitting there and, you know, sometimes if they're silent, like, you know, you just look down and it's just like, like a little, like Frank said, it looks like, like lava just kind of rolled out underneath his butthole. It's just like on the table now. And you're just like, oh, oh God, I so guess gross. we'll do this again. <laughs> man, I've changed a few diapers, but man, that... I, I feel like I've I've had so many nasty shits with Thor that I've just like almost gag like oh yeah shaking, like trying to pick it up and it's just like oh yeah there's been a couple of them like I I there was one when he first started this new poop routine where he like loads up and then unleashes like there was one where like I I don't think it was a blowout because we like heard it and caught it we're like oh we need to get him changed but I remember opening the diaper and like looking down and it was like a puddle. Like there was a, like the diaper didn't need to absorb it all. It was just like a puddle of like mushy poo. And this is like, oh my God, that is, that is disgusting. Wow. But it's just poo funny to like, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure right. Katie really appreciated that. Oh, it's, it's, well, it's you funny because the baby, cause, like, she was, oh yeah, she did. But it's uh, with Katie and the poop stuff. It's funny because she, uh, she's like worried, really worried. Like if, like if he pees on himself a little bit, she'll like make sure she cleans him up and like wipes him down and everything. And I'm just like, ah, there's just a little pee on his onesie, whatever. He pretty much lives in his filth most of the time. Like (laughs) it's not really that big of a deal. Not true. That's not true. (laughs) (sighs) How's Izzy? How's Izzy react to Roman? She's good At, at the first couple of like probably two or three weeks. She was like, if he was crying or like making noise, she would like pop into the room and be like, what's going on? What's going on with the baby? Like, you know, just trying to like yeah. figure it out. Now it's the opposite. If he starts crying or like fussing, she'll just leave. He's like, this is your fucking problem, guys. This, I'm out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like somebody, somebody figure out what's wrong with that baby and fix it. Yeah. I'm going to lay down. <laughs> <laughs> no one consulted me on this. Plan. Yeah. yeah. Y'all did this. Y'all deal with it. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, she, it, it's you know, she gets some money, or she doesn't get as many walks uh, or attention. So she's she's like a little bit annoyed, I think, at this point. Like, hey, man, you know, you can just like send me to, you know, aunt, like my aunt and uncle offered to take her. They're like, hey, we'll we'll like take her if you guys don't want to like hang out with her or like do stuff. And we're like, oh, you know, we may send her to you for like a week or two. Yeah, just, it's uh, nice it's like having uh, little doggy daycare, grandpa. It's nice having grandma, grandpa's place every once in a while yeah yeah especially when you guys want to go somewhere with the baby and you got you can't really take the dog yeah but yeah. uh yeah man that's yeah, awesome so we're uh we're cruising through it i'm back at work now which is is actually kind of nice for me uh you know it gets gets me away a little bit um but with the hybrid schedule i'm still working from home a couple of days a week so it's like yeah kind of there but you know if she if she really needs me i can kind of step in or like on my lunch hour i'll go hang out with them which is really cool but nice. um yeah yeah, it's uh, it's awesome, man. Schedule. Highly recommend. I can see how like, wait, what'd you say, Frank? I was saying, what's Katie's work schedule? Oh, like? she's still off. She's off until end of January. Perfect. Yeah, um, but I I could see how like having a child could break some people. 
like if you're not like depending on what your personality is i feel like just like the the responsibility of 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 you know having a life that you're responsible for like if you're someone who has really really bad anxiety like i totally get like the the like crazy mom routine from like when we were kids to be like super overprotective moms and stuff like that like i i i could see how if you were like a person that was like naturally inclined that way anyway like having a kid would just completely put you over the edge yeah it's tough man i mean it's not for everybody for sure mm -hmm. and uh you know i think there's a lot to to say about people having to be able to take on a lot of adversity and like having the the, the parental like uh mindset i feel like yeah. is is not 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 everybody has it dude and it's it's sad sometimes because you see the people who i don't know anything about like postpartum or anything like that but like oh, that's, yeah. that's something that's kind of like scary and sad too man like they just have no desire for the child and stuff like yeah i mean it's really, it's, it's heartbreaking man but i get how tough it must be man yeah i i mean it's it's a completely different experience for for the female than it is for the dude i mean i the oh, yeah, the sure. level of like respect i have for women and what they go through is is insane dude like absolutely that's why baby in a bag is gonna be a million dollar idea dude. <laughs> cannot keep bringing this what? up man <laughs> what all right oh, frank man. imagine if we could solve every single problem associated with pregnancy imagine if you could just ronco that baby you get him to like you can get just the interject real quick yeah Go ahead. Without going any further, I can already tell this was clearly an idea come up like two dudes talking back and forth. It was a complete <laughs> What joke. if we could solve all the problems with pregnancy? Bro, all right, good boys. I, I had conversations with Swoopy about us, whether or not our expert engineer tell us not to do it. Whether or not Stryker has secret files somewhere detailing how baby in a bag works and if we could maybe get a hold of those. <laughs> So baby in a bag, go on. Baby in a bag is basically the idea that like you have an incubator, it's an incubator and you just, you, you grow your baby in a bag and then when it's done, you pop it out. Basically like some Resident Evil shit, dude, you know, from when or they the basically. Or the Matrix, them, yeah, Matrix, the Matrix, another one. Make them in those, but those are already, those are already, I don't think they grow them from, yeah, I thought those were already like bodies that they, I thought those were already bodies that they were like. Uh, anyways all right so here's the thing in order to get to baby in a bag you got to get over the ethical hump right so those first couple of babies you make in baby in a bag <laughs> you just skipped they're, over like they're not gonna they're not gonna be the brightest right <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like if you can just get past the fact that it's like a woman's body her choice then we can just get to like women's rights and healthcare. Da, da, da. No, that's, that's like, yeah no but that's what i'm saying though we get we get rid of like you don't have to worry about abortions anymore we solve that problem you don't have to worry about women uh being pregnant at all you just you pop it into the corner you set it and forget it nine months later you got your baby so 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 from one so from one scientific fallacy to something that actually is crazy in science did you guys hear about the nuclear fusion breakthrough uh, kind of. I've heard that they somebody in like Korea maybe actually obtained or was able to have some sort of like stable fusion or something. Yeah, dude, they had it for a long time. Not a long time, but long time considering what they 
they've they've done over the last you know couple decades or whatever. Yeah. But uh, they say it's a significant breakthrough. There was, uh, I mean, there's there's supposed to be a bunch of like venture capital money that's been flowing into dude. They've thrown fusion. billions of dollars into it. Yeah, because it could it could basically solve the like. But yeah, it does solve. Crisis. It solves the energy crisis. You just have yeah. a bunch of well, it yeah, gives clean nuclear countries. It gives third world countries also like yeah the ability to do a lot of things that they don't have the infrastructure to do and stuff. So. It's kind of crazy, man. It would be pretty crazy to see if we if we saw it in our lifetime become like a a very <laughs> stable thing to build. I mean, it could catapult building like uh these these uh flying cars that everybody is like kind of crazy about trying to like get the electricity. Because you did you guys hear about the the lithium shortage that they have? Whoa, okay. It's like a copper, nickel, and lithium shortage, and like that's why we need to start three. mining the asteroids. <laughs> dude that's exactly what we need to do yeah man i, well, I think know, the chinese are asteroid. let's become asteroid miners ben Is that, didn't, didn't you watch a show about that dan or, or a movie of some sort yeah, there was a movie about it they were like mining you know asteroids and all these other because like yeah, the asteroid belt parts well not just the uh, asteroid belt but you guys we all saw this movie oh shit <laughs> Armageddon? <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Willis? Aerosmith's kid? <laughs> so basically, so between uh, between Mars and Jupiter is the, the asteroid belt. And that at one point was probably a planet that just became unstable and just broke apart. And it's just the continuing. It's planet. Yeah. There we go. Yep. So there could be materials and resources within there that we could mine and bring back. And granted, it would be a freaking long ass journey. But if it's, you know. Oh, yeah, dude, it'll be a thing. Once we get once we get our space base on the moon established, we'll start uh, pulling resources from the asteroids. Space base, baby. Um, So you want to get into the cognitive dissonance of like modern day, like environmentalism. Yes. Frustrated liberal. Yes. All right, let's hear it. All these things that we talk about with like, oh, going green and saving the energy crisis and all the blah, blah, blah. It's like, all we're really doing is outsourcing our own carbon emission. Like, you have any idea how much goes into mining those rare minerals? Oh, like lot. what China does? Oh, yeah. Lithium, all the cobalt, all those things. Yeah. Dude, it's like so bad for you're front loading so your carbon emission just so you don't do it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I've got my green vehicle. Motherfucker, yeah. you know how much went into creating that battery? Right. A lot. Dude. What? Well, that's why what? that's why batteries are probably not like the long-term solution to everything, because to create the batteries is just a huge issue environmentally. Dude, it's it's scary I think it's all just a nice little highlight of how futile we are as yeah. a species. Like, well, everybody wants everyone wants an immediate solution instead of trying to figure something out over time. And so that's the problem too is instant gratification has become something so fucking wrong with the world that it's disturbing. It's just because information is readily available like now doesn't mean that the the best solution is to have it right now and right away. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, until right. fusion comes along, and then we don't have to worry about energy anymore, right? Yeah, but like at that point, it could be too late, man. If we're talking like another three to five decades, I don't think sure. freaking dude, fifty years from now, if things haven't changed, man, it's gonna be bad. Yeah, think about that. when we're eighty or ninety years old, man, 
it could be real bad. Yeah. Well, it probably will be. Let's just go with the nihilistic point of view in general. All right. I think all these things that we do throughout like civilization, modern medicine, all that is to prolong our lifetime and control what we think we can control, which is our ultimate mortality. And let's be real. There's no species that ever survives the chopping block. Very the true. Earth is a constantly evolving little blob floating through an infinite nothingness. And we're all just trying to figure out why we don't feel so alone in this blob that's floating around in infinite nothingness. So we think there are other things out there. Somehow we just stumbled upon enough of a prefrontal cortex to actually be able to reflect on all the crap we do. So just the fact that biology exists that evolved to the point that we had a big enough cortex to think about it, which means we can think we can control all the things like, oh, we can make enough of a matrix in our lifetime to build an AI that we can just have our brains live on forever because we solve mortality. <laughs> we are trying to do that no one else has done. That's Fucking what trying to all the way back in the 1400s, they're sitting here like literally going around the entire world looking for a fountain of youth because there's a mermaid who told them it existed. <laughs> this is all that we mermaid ever was tried a, to that do. That mermaid was probably it's very true. Genius. How can we escape death? They were that on acid when they saw the mermaid. My whole well, I wonder how they made like, acid back in the day. Like my point is, instead of us trying to come up with all this stuff to think about how we can keep the party going forever. We can just embrace the fact that we shat on the party a long time ago. Yep. And you know what? Yeah, we did. We're done. We're done for. If it's this generation, next generation. Yeah. None of this matters, and we're all gonna die. None of it matters. We're, we're all gonna die. existential nihilism. Hey, but here's here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Here's my one disclaimer. That all doesn't right. mean you shouldn't do something to make the world a better place. But I'm just saying, if we really, 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 really. <laughs> Want to take a second and look at our lives and go, hmm, like, like we, the asteroids plummeting towards Earth. And if the dinosaurs could sit there and twiddle their tiny hands and look up at it and think about how they're going to stop it, like, dude, uh, you guys should watch the speaking of the asteroid hitting Earth, you guys should watch one of the, the latest episodes of Rick and Morty because they like talk about the dinosaurs, how they. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a new season isn't there yeah, season how many episodes is, are out i think there's like eight it's kind of season six is kind of weird man but it's funny oh. it's funny it's weird but it's funny like one of the one of the episodes got um went a little too far and i was just like uh i don't know how i uh oh yeah. rick and morty too far yeah, I was say, how the hell did Rick and Dude. Morty go too far? <laughs> they, they've, they've kind of pushed the limits this season. I feel like this season, I was like, there's no way this was like actually aired on television. Like they had to have like paced, like played this off of. Uh, it was pretty raunchy, man. Like he's literally just like, I remember one episode just off the top of my head where he had like a multi-first Holocaust. Yeah, and like he totally got away with it. Like, what, what do you yeah. mean this season's pushing the limits? He had a multiverse Holocaust, bro. Yeah, what? That was wild. What? The multiverse Hitler is pretty ridiculous too. <laughs> Dude, so you know, so Frank, did you know that the guys that uh, who are the writers for Rick and Morty have like helped with writing on uh, Marvel in like the some of these multiverse movies? 
doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Like they've had a hand in a lot of the writing on some of the new stuff. So it's pretty, I think that's why they, they put a little bit more comedy into these than they do the, the DC darker movies or whatever. All right. Uh, not to change subjects here, Dan, but I know you wanted to talk about your boys and the uh, college football playoff. So, oh yeah, no, I just I wanted to get your guys' take on uh, how the college football playoff voting went with uh, with those those other two teams. Uh, I have I have no idea who's even in the college football play, playoff. Frank, you got any idea? Uh, he, he has no idea either. So, Dan, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to. I'll I'll give you guys the, do the heavy lifting so, here. So basically, uh, so Georgia won the SEC championship, finished their number one. 13 and 0. Yeah. Uh, Michigan won the Big Ten championship and finished 13 and 0. They're number, number two. Number two. Yep. And then uh, TCU lost the Big 12 championship. Yep. Um, it finished 12 and 1. And they still snuck into number three. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, TCU? Yeah. Yeah. TCU. Horn Frogs. And then number four uh, with one loss um, ended up being um ohio state really they didn't even make it to um so so ohio state plays georgia ohio state plays georgia yes they're playing georgia down in atlanta and um (laughs) got double frank (laughs) double frank (laughs) you gotta unmute your iphone that's hilarious (laughs) this is frank on the go yeah so, um, so Georgia is playing Ohio State down in Atlanta. Okay, I can't remember what the, the bowl game is, and then Michigan's playing TCU out in Arizona. Oh snap! So we could have a Michigan Ohio State national champion. That sounds dumb to me, to be honest yeah, with you. Wouldn't that be wild though if Michigan played Ohio State in the national championship? Yeah, but Georgia's not going to lose. I know that's right. I mean, everybody's <laughs> saying that. Wait, so um, I just, I mean, shit, dude, I'm kind of worried about playing TCU, to be honest, because TCU's quarterback is kind of, you know, he can run and he can throw, and Michigan's had a tough time against those type of quarterbacks in the past, man. So, I mean, well, we Mich- really just have to come prepared. And you it'll know, be play. interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because Michigan has barely only beaten Ohio State as far as like top tier teams this year. Barely right. only beaten Ohio State. What, well, it's like the only, run? like their schedule is pretty soft other than Ohio State, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, Penn State was a top 25 team. I mean, I think... So, two. Um, I mean, Illinois was a top 25 team. Man, they lost to Michigan State, bro. We can't put... We can't crown Illinois. We can't We can't give that... Nah. But, and come on, you're fishing. If you're going Ohio State, Penn State, I can see Illinois, though. Come on, brother. Uh, what about Purdue? Also, don't Purdue? Forget. No. Don't forget, though, you might have uh, won overall against Michigan State, but you still lost the last round, ten to nine. <laughs> last wait, what was the last round? Nine. Oh, <laughs> the tunnel incident. <laughs> oh, lost last God. round, ten to nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, wow! I still don't get the ten to nine part, though. I don't know, man, it's a but card. Like a fight card. Like a fight card, yeah. All right, all right. Yep, yep. Come on. Fair enough. All right, I like it. Fair enough. I like it. Um, No, but... Fishing gold over here. Fishing gold. Dishing. (laughs) Dishing gold. (laughs) Michael. All right, uh, so, Dan, so it's it's Michigan versus TCU. Yep. Give us your early thoughts here. 
my thoughts are it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to come down to a, a Jake Moody field goal um, and Michigan wins 27-24. What's, you said TCU's thing is uh, they have a good receiver and a good quarterback? Uh, they have a pretty good running back, and they have a pretty solid quarterback. I mean, their quarterback uh, is Dugan. He's that guy that was up for the Heisman. Is their defense any good? Um, I mean – it's the Big Twelve. I don't so think no they, terrible. I don't think Big Twelves tend to have. <laughs> so defense. all right, so it's it's a boat race, and Michigan probably wins because they can stop TCU a t- couple times. This is probably the feeling there. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of anticipation with uh, Michigan playing Georgia again after that. You know, going back to that rematch from last year when they got spanked. Yeah, you know this this Michigan football team is is talked a lot about how they still have like a bad taste in their mouth since that game and you know other than that game they haven't had any losses except for sparty in the last two years so um bitch <laughs> that game in east lansing was such bullshit dude it was such bullshit uh, uh georgia i guess i don't know enough about georgia this year yeah. uh Georgia's pretty give good. Give you man. a good take on them, other than I should, though, because my family's a bunch of Georgia fans. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing Georgia is, has been the top of the SEC for the last two years, and they've been pretty dominant. Um, yeah. And that's, that's not saying anything other than that. Uh, obviously, they're, they're the best team in the country, and you just have to play your best in order to beat the best. So um, e- even if they come out and they're giving blows for blows. I mean, I think Michigan can compete with them. I don't know if they can beat them unless there's a couple of turnovers that go in Michigan's favor. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be a, it's, it's going to be a, a run heavy game regardless what Michigan does. So Blake Corum play. I mean, no, not Corum Edwards. No, will Blake Corum play? No, he's done. He's for done. The season, man. He had, he had to have knee surgery. Don- Donovan Edwards is getting some love though. From what I've been seeing. Dude, Donovan he's Edwards been is a beast. And a lot of – here's the thing, though, too. Like, it was supposed to be like a dual-back system this year, and obviously Blake got a lot of the the heavy lifting throughout the season. Um, but, like, a lot of people think that Donovan Edwards is actually going to be much better. Oh, a better pro, yeah. Is. Yeah. Well, just in general, just because – he, he receives the ball really well out of the backfield, but he's a downhill runner, man. Like yeah. he kind of, as soon as, as soon as he hits the hole, man, he's just taken off, dude. He's, he's a, he's a workhorse. I mean, the crazy thing to me too, is like knock on wood playing with that cast. I, I've had a lot of doubts, but he's held on to the ball really well with just having one arm, dude. It's been kind of crazy, but he had over 400 yards in two games, the game against Ohio state and then the game against Purdue. So yeah, he's been balling. Um, yeah, he's he's a beast. When are those those games are like the sixth or something like that? They play uh, them now. Thirty December thirty first. Oh, they still play them before the, the New Year's. Yeah, so December thirty first. Oh, the Natty the, is the uh, week after. Okay. Games. Yeah, the the national championship is the week after. Gotcha. Okay, that's what I'm getting. I next believe up. the national championship is in L.A. No so, shit. So you going? Yeah. Um. <sighs> I'm like this tempted to buy a ticket. I kind of want to, like I have the money and it's like, if mission goes national championship against Georgia, I feel like my buddy Geb's going to be out there. My buddy Spencer lives out there. Like I want to probably make the trip. So I'm probably going to look at flights and tickets this weekend. So is it at SoFi? Is that where they're doing it? Yeah. I think, I think it's oh, man, you, you in that place have got like a connection, bro. 
Yeah, I know, man, right? So SoFi's calling, Dan, and you, the boys in blue are going to be there. Yeah. The crazy thing is, is like, um, I probably just like crash at my buddy's place and then. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably spend the most of my, my money on the ticket, but. Yeah. Got to be cheaper than those Taylor Swift tickets, though. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> she got that going for you. Yeah. It's like, how much money do I want to spend to see Michigan either lose the national championship or win the national championship is kind of like the, the thing. So, yeah. All right. Uh, uh, yeah. Movie time. You see any good movies lately, Dan? Dude. So I really want to see that movie called, I think it's called The Menu. Okay. Yeah, dude, it's in theaters right now. It's an now. in theaters, not an online one. Um, no, it's not an online one. Who's um, what's the uh what's the take here? The menu. So it's like it's kind of like a suspense thriller. Um I forget who the the director is like a pretty good director. Um but basically like all these people go to this evening of what they think they're going to have like this really nice um like meal for them and it's a remote island an exclusive restaurant where a chef has prepared some lavish menu with like some shocking surprises and i think it's going to be like this really crazy twist about like some like survival something or other but it's basically a, a comedy horror thriller movie is how they they label it all right yeah so um the director is his name is mark milode okay um he he's done some stuff with like game of thrones um and he's done an episode he's done 13 episodes with uh succession oh yeah succession's um, he's good he's yeah he's directed shameless um he's also directed dude he directed six episodes in game of thrones what season though um, <laughs> big question <laughs> uh let's see what uh the entire final season yeah <laughs> no, trash no. oh here we go season five. Oh, oh season five was good dude season five episode three he did high sparrow okay that was a good episode um and then uh, he did uh season five episode four sons of the harpy okay so he did some good ones um he did season six Ooh, the broken man and then uh episode seven that was the one oh man um oh it's the one where john and sansa gather troops and then jamie arrives at river run oh so it's uh right before yep. the battle of the bastards type action yeah dude yeah, because it says uh, that's Alina like, That's like peak plans. Game of Thrones. <clears throat> yeah, so, dude, so Alina Tyrell plans to leave King's Landing. Theon and Yara play a destination, and uh, Arya makes plans to leave. Nice. Um, and then he also did, what other episode did he do there? Um, no one. Okay. So, uh, have you yeah. seen any movies? So yeah. I feel like I feel like so, you're you're like giving a resume. Yeah, like dude, you, you got like if you haven't seen any movies since the last time we did a podcast, Dan, then there's something yeah. wrong. I, I've seen a lot of movies actually since the last <laughs> podcast. I'm just trying to think of like memorable ones because my brother and I rewatched uh because my brother never seen all the Mission Impossible movies. Okay. So we just like we ripped through all of those that are out right now because there's 
another one coming out in I think June of next year, and then it's a two-parter. It's like part oh, one of part two. God. I think he's done. It's the last Mission Impossible movie. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yep. Um, so Mission yeah. Impossible Matt Damon comes around and it completely switches up. <laughs> they they refresh that story for sure, man. Um, but yeah, dude, just classic Tom Cruise movies. Um, uh, have you seen any of the new stuff that's come out on Netflix? We watched uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. No, I was Dude, that. I watched 30 minutes of that and turned it off. Really? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I liked it. Oh, God. Super depressing. Like... Yeah. Super depressing. I, I instantly oh, man. saw it. You saw where it was going? Do like World War One, but like they were going for like full metal jacket with no comedy relief. Yes. It's just like all the depression. Yes. And the horrors of yep. what it is to exist in war. Yeah. Like in a very tangible hold it in your hand kind of way. Yes. I was like, oh it's no, a it's an no. anti war war movie is probably the yeah. easiest way to describe it. Anti war war movie. Yep. Everybody yeah. dies everybody dies interesting there is no happy ending so saw that uh and then we also watched pinocchio the new guillermo del toro pinocchio movie oh how was that with tom (laughs) oh you're talking about the what what a juxtaposition (laughs) right (laughs) uh it it was good it's it's a sad movie with a happy ending is how i would describe it Sad movie, with but he it, he takes it in a weird direction. And Frank, I feel like you'd appreciate this. Uh, Pinocchio deals with his own mortality throughout the movie, or yeah. lack of mortality. Yeah, <laughs> that might yeah. be too. Like, might be the too, good stuff. Like Pinocchio dies multiple times, and like I don't even know. It's just wild. Like basically has to Does deal with like have a meaning that there is no ending. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that movie about eight times. <laughs> it's always good though. No matter it what is. the actual it is. plot is. It is. That plot is always a good one. Yeah, and so I watched it with Katie and it really, you know, hit us home because it's about, you know, at the core of the story is about a a little boy and his dad and like their relationship. And then he dies multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real Disney wholesome. Trip. Right? Yeah. No, definitely not the Disney version. Dude, I heard this weird. Oh, I, don't even get, I don't even want to get into that conspiracy today. But next time we oh, have shit. a conspiracy podcast, Ben, let's uh, let's talk about that that uh, the Mickey Mouse conspiracy. Mickey? Well, we what is the Mickey Disney, Mouse conspiracy? The all the all those Disney's conspiracies. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, they're probably not even conspiracies at this point of all the crap that I've heard. But. I mean, you can see the sex in the Lion King scene. I mean, it's out there. The boner on the little guy, the little priest in the Little Mermaid movie. Like, is that what you're kind of referring to, or are you going deeper yeah, I mean, with the like Disney? How, how it's all like how how like it's sexualized children and all that shit, man. It's sad. That shit's real sad. I mean, we turn out pretty normal. I don't know. I feel like my have a healthy libido as an adult. I feel like it fucked up my childhood memories now thinking back on it. It's like, (laughs) what the fuck, man? But, dude. I love going to Disneyland, Disney World, man. That shit was cool. Now I'm just like, man, I feel gross. Why? It can still feel magical. Hang on. Counterpoint. 
counterpoint. <laughs> we all grew up on the same crap in the 90s. It was a magical time. Yeah, the 90s were great. We're just shooting from the hip creatively. Yeah. And like, honestly, we all watched Shoot Looney Tunes. Loads. That was decades yeah. before. We were shooting from the hip creatively. Dude, that shit's so <laughs> fucked, it, it, man. But my point it's being, disturbing Looney Tunes, to think about, man. But dude, we all watched like Pepe Le Pew. Yeah. Like when we watched Renan, it, we were like, I think back to Ren and like, oh, Stimpy, that shit's weird too. Yeah, that that that's actually just out of pocket. <laughs> you watch anything <laughs> Ren and Stimpy nowadays, you're like, I cannot believe. <laughs> dude, how did that get away? This was with for TV? kids. <laughs> That God, was dude. greenlit by so many people sitting at round tables. So <laughs> many people saw that and were like, yeah, let him saw a log right off his butt cheeks with a <laughs> saw attached to his dick like a strap-on. Yes, yes, this is an acceptable joke. So Red uh, Stimpy is a complete side thing. Like, yeah. that was like Rocky Horror Picture Show made a cartoon. <laughs> it oh was a God. wild time. But Looney Tunes, you watch like Pepe Le Pew sit there and be an absolute sexual predator episode after episode, <laughs> and you're like, man, that's wild. You should that's do it so back. true, man. <laughs> Look that's at why they go. that's He's why they didn't bring Pepe her? out in the in the new Space Jam movie. That's just a horny skunk. <laughs> Pepe the French <laughs> like he skunk got canceled. Ooh, <laughs> but like I, I don't think that didn't influence any of us to become sexual predators. Right. Like, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm with Frank here. I don't, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I feel <laughs> like, you know, they made some good movies, man. Lion King is like an all-time classic. You know, Little Mermaid still getting remade. Pinocchio. I think that's, I still think that's one of the most Bambi. songs. I just, I still can't, I just can't wait to be king. Yeah. That one's dynamite. Dude. Yeah, man. Uh, the Elton John song to open that movie is like fantastic. Oh yeah, dude, fucking gets me every time. Also, don't underestimate the other Elton John. The like, yeah, that talk about. There you go. That that song gets you gets you popping little chubbies as a six year old. Oh my god, dude. Also, hey, can we also just all agree that objectively speaking, Nala was hot? Yeah, she was, dude. It was in the eyes. It was in the eyes. She was objectively hot. I don't want to say that she was voiced by Beyonce, dude. That's not accurate at all. <laughs> it is. Did Beyonce the do the one. new live action one or something? She did do the live action. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That and makes more honestly, sense. He said I that will... it's not accurate at all. <laughs> oh, honestly, God, though. Like, I, I love Beyonce. I think she is a queen. She is an artist. She is all those things. She was terrible in that Lion King. Was movie. she? I don't, I, I think I, I might mean, have watched the live action one. I don't know. Like, I don't remember thinking it was good. I thought the live it action was just one was like, solid. was it? John Favreau. John Favreau. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, it might have been a plain movie for me, like that Spider Man movie I watched. <laughs> oh speaking of plane movies um i saw um the new top gun on a plane okay dude interesting instantly went to go see it i was at a conference the following week i went to go see it in a theater at night because i was like 
hey, that movie was amazing. Yes, I dude. was blown Preach. away. Preach. I couldn't I believe was, it. Dude, I was like the not original. expecting it at all. It was way better right? than the original. Yeah. Dude, the original is so like corny and kitschy and like just like a homoerotic excuse to get Tom Cruise in short cargo shorts. Yeah, like, dude. There's like no the, like the beach volleyball. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just like, okay, dude, what? like there's this ambiguous like plot at the end where it's like, oh, we're gonna go into a war scene real quick and uh, oh, okay, it's over. We survived. It's like, wait, that lasts like twenty minutes. Wait, what? In a two-hour movie. What's the Tarantino wait. take on Top Gun? That it's a it's, it's a movie about a man's struggle to accept his own homosexuality or something along those lines. <laughs> anyway, that would actually that would make a lot of sense. Oh, that that's, funny. Lot of sense. that's funny, dude. Anyway, yeah. continue, Frank. Your your take on the new one? Dude, it was dude just the new so one good. is literally oh. a grade A movie. Yeah, I think like, I've seen it. I've, I've seen it. It was good. Dude, the plot was Wait, amazing. What? It had no that, fat it was on good, it. Man? Yeah, I it I don't bothers me that you just thought it was good. Ah, I'm trying like, to think. Comparably to what? I I want to say the circumstances were that I it was like a casual watch. Like I wasn't. It was like a in and out. Maybe been something that we were watching with baby type of thing, to where I wasn't. Uh, like I missed some of the scenes we're type engaged. of thing. Like I think I missed the beginning of the movie. Bro, yeah, I was. No, I I thought that that was one of the better movies I saw this last really? year. Really. Okay, yeah. I have to yeah. rewatch it. Yeah, out of all the movies agree. I saw this year, I don't think it was better than any of them. Damn, yeah. it was all really right. up there, dude. Yeah, because like they had so much to go on and build like a solid, amazing plot around, like everything with uh, um, Goose and his death, and how he's now coaching up and teaching the son of Goose. But he had like this little role in holding back his career because he was protecting him. It all like it legitimately made sense. There was no like, man, get the yeah. fuck out of here. Yeah. You just shoehorn that in. Other than the but fact like, that they didn't use drones. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they actually did a really good job of explaining exactly why it why they didn't use drones. Banned. Yeah. Yeah, like they really did get into the exact um, tactical reasons for why it had to be manned, exactly why it had to be like a two ship for um, person formation. I really, like, yeah, they, they got it together. I was pretty blown away. There was no fat to it either, and it was yeah. like two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of interesting how well they did with explaining like the whole, like like you were saying about the whole tactical piece. It was uh, kind of interesting how they like went into so much detail explaining how it needed to work and like what the process would be and the, how they trained for it was kind of crazy too. Um, but yeah, I just think overall it was just a really well done movie. I thought it was written well. Like, there, like you said, like you said, Frank, there wasn't the fat. It was it was very to a point, and uh, there wasn't really a whole lot left. Like, oh man, like what direction are they going to go? Is it just seemed like okay, that was it. That was our story. There, there yeah. could be another Top Gun. There could not be another Top Gun. We don't know. Like, it was interesting. I liked it. Yeah. All right. And, like, I think what made it really work is the whole plot was building the whole time, like, side by side. Like, the whole mission was the plot. It wasn't, yeah. like, in the original where it was, like, are, are these two nowhere. dudes going to fuck or not? <laughs> <laughs> what, what's going on here? What am I watching? <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's like, oh yeah, like they train to be like the best pilots at this one place on a sunny beach and wear short shorts and ride bikes or yeah, motorcycles. Yeah. Okay. Like they're building that as the plot in the original. And it's just like, I don't get it. Whereas the second one, it's like, it's a big mission. They're bringing back Tom Cruise specifically for this because of very specific reasons that actually makes a lot of sense in like a career trajectory. Because you're not like, why the fuck would this guy be coming? Get right. the fuck out of here. Right. Like it all just, they fit together like a really nice puzzle. And I was just, I'm shocked. I thought it was going to be crap. Right. With a lot of cool features to it. But nah, great it's movie. spent a lot of time. I guess they rewrote that movie a few times, Frank. I believe because, it. Uh, Val Kilmer's character developed that his the throat cancer or whatever. So they kind of had to write that in because he couldn't really talk. Damn. Yeah. I think he he didn't survive much longer after that, right? Is he still alive? I don't know. I he died. This one. Kilmer? Yeah. He's still alive? He'd be alive. He just can't talk. Let's see. Is Val Kilmer alive? Uh, he is. Okay. He just can't talk? I guess he just can't talk. Yeah. It's wild, though. Ice man. Ice man. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. So that was uh Top Gun. Deep dive. <laughs> <laughs> How do we All right, boys. We're on hour thirty six at this point. I think we said Frank, we usually go about forty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the extended episode. Ben, you can this is what happens, though. We we start bullshitting, and uh, <laughs> you never know where it's going to go. Never know. We we, we touched know. on baby in a bag. Uh, we did college football. Uh, I feel like baby in a bag got abruptly cut it off. By the way, yo, <laughs> there was a lot. There was a lot of meat left on that chicken. Bone. Because we've talked about baby in the bag for three episodes. <laughs> right, I'm in on this baby in a bag. Ever, <laughs> ever since I've I, I've gone through the experience and seen what the female body has to go through in order to create a a human baby in a bag, just makes too much sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, really, all we need to do is is create a synthetic uterus and uh, then figure out how to, you know, grow baby in it. It's not; it can't be that hard. It can, yeah, I've seen this bag. movie five or six. Times. <laughs> <laughs> it never ends well. It never starts like this, though. It never starts like this. A couple I'm guys bullshit. It always yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, you're probably right there. I'm like, uh... <laughs> and this is end scene. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I think. Uh, what do you guys think? Good, good time to call it here, boys. Yes. Great I, I should probably go check on my wife and child. Or I'm pretty sure the child's asleep, but the wife probably wants to see me at some point here tonight. So. Um, well, it was good hey, talking yeah, to you guys. Yeah, it's good to see you, boys. Frank, We're taking apl- applications for uh, for next episode. Yep. Whoever we're gonna chat with. Yep. Frank, well, we're gonna bring you back on again one of these times. Yes, sir. We can, we become a reoccurring guest. We may get you and Swoopy on here together. Swoopy, Swoopy, and and Kent. You are the third guest we've had now officially. Although I don't think Kent has actually made it into a published episode. He was uh, one of the lost episodes. He's in one of the lost episodes. Yeah. Oh man, the Minecraft episode. Yep. We'll have to get the Kent back on here as well. 
God. He has Can some he has some interesting thoughts on fatherhood that he, he'll uh, he'll share, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's a lot like if like Nat Geo documentaries could just be talked about through the <laughs> <Yes. whole month. laughs> Well kid, that hyena's chasing the sound. So, uh, <laughs> hope you run faster than your neighbors. <laughs> Oh uh, shit! All right. Well, on that note, fellas. Just so appropriate, though, that Ken is in the bootleg basement tapes. Yes. <laughs> like, yes, exactly. it is. That's like just. Uh, it's perfect. So true. It's like one of the first. It's like one of the first times Dan and I ever decided to get together and start bullshitting into a mic. Kent came and uh, was hanging out with us. So. Yeah, it was, it's it's one of those like I think I went and re-listened to it at some point, and it was one of those times where like we didn't know. <sighs> this is like it ends up in bad radio. Like I think at one point I just decide that Kent's gonna play Minecraft, so we start playing Minecraft, and it's just it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible to listen to. <laughs> just not <laughs> good conversation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of dead space and a lot of like uh, trying to explain Minecraft to Kent, which is you know sort of entertaining in itself but uh not uh not audibly entertaining i feel like he you built, had to be he built yeah he built uh he built the thing all the way to the sky because ben taught him how to like and then he just jumped <laughs> off it <laughs> he built a pillar yes, all the way he to was the icarus sky. so yeah he he, he flew as high as he could that is it's such a ken thing to do you you give him this magical little internet Space with no rules and first thing he tries to do is build the tower of Babylon. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like can i can i talk to a video game god <laughs> like, what are you doing <laughs> as he realizes this tower of Babel cannot touch god he jumps to his ultimate peril <laughs> god yep it's on point finds a way yep yep, <sighs> yep yep he's uh he was in character for sure Awesome. Well, you guys have a great night. It's All right. Talk, All guys. right, Daniel. Frank? It, it's been talk a pleasure. You. Yeah. Love you, bro. Yes. Love you, boys. Thank you. We'll talk Appreciate to you later. You. Bye. All right. <laughs> Bye. Yeah.